Welcome to the Downtown Dubs Pod. I'm your co-host, Mike Newman. Here with me is Ken. Ken, how are you doing? Doing good, Mike. Just really fired up for today's game against the Lakers. Tell me about it. It's going to be a good one. Jumping right into this game, considering this is huge, it's without a doubt the biggest game of the season. Uh, kind of crazy thinking about that, considering that we were just talking about the last game that they had against the Grizzlies was the biggest game. So two huge games back to back. What are some things that you think need to go right for the Warriors in order to win tonight? Because as we both know, Steph doesn't play the best at Staples Center, especially. <laughs> yes. So I think, you know, kind of the way the Lakers have played the season against the Dubs, minus that one kind of out of nowhere win that we did manage to scrape by. Um, I think we're basically going to need everything to go right or, you know, mostly everything to go right. You know, Mm -hmm. so we need playoff staff instead of staple staff. He's got to come up with a big game, probably 40 or so points. I think if you look at the the other two playing games last night, you saw, you know, playoff style efforts. You saw Jason Tatum going for 50 um, in the previous game, you know, and uh, on the other side, like Washington just had a few of their star players score a bunch of points and, you know, the bench maybe had like 10 total or something. So wow. it's going to be a big game decided by the stars, in my opinion, um, simply because of the magnitude of the situation and the way that the rotations are going to get shortened and the pressure. So number one is obviously Steph, but number mm-hmm. two, I think, is um, – defensively going to have to be super locked in. Can't let them go and run so that it gets too far out in front of us. And everybody's going to have to come with a big game, right? We can't have a game where Wiggins disappears or where Draymond disappears offensively, uh, where the bench, you know, Jordan Poole doesn't produce. We need everybody bringing their A game just because it's kind of the odds are really stacked against us with the matchup that we have with the Lakers. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess thinking about it, I would say the things that I agree with you, everything needs to go right. I think that Steve Kerr going on about um, going on about, you know, how Draymond's going to have the Anthony Davis assignment. I think that that's huge. And I think that that's going to be, honestly, I think that's going to be the biggest matchup to watch because after that, it's going to, I assume that Wiggins is going to be on LeBron, which I am perfectly fine with. I think it's going to really just be the two of them locking them down. And it's kind of just letting everybody else on the Lakers beat you because LeBron's going to put up his points. Anthony Davis is going to get his, but it's really just about slowing them down because I'm not worried about anyone else. And also I think Steph's going to get doubled a lot of the time. Yep. And so really it just comes down to his decision-making I think that if you can kind of go toe to toe scoring wise with Steph and Wiggins, on the same kind of volume as LeBron and AD. And then it's just kind of about bench pieces working together. Cause I'm not worried about Andre Drummond, honestly, except for him on the glass. Cause that's going to be huge uh, kind of trying to keep him off of there. But the positive side of that is that I think Looney has been playing fantastic as of late. And as long as he's running after those rebounds and getting those loose balls, I think that they're in a good position it's a tough situation because it's at Staples Center and it's not necessarily that I think that, you know, Steph's not going to go off. But going back on what you said, everything needs to go right in order for this team to pull up a win and not have to play on Friday um, for basically win or go home situation. Right. And I think one big thing there is, you know, how can we do as much as we can to stay out of foul trouble? Because 
you know, it's, it's been an issue in the past, right? It's always an issue when you play somebody like AD um, who can who can get you into situations where you foul LeBron too, right? So how do you get, uh, you know, Draymond or Biggs where we're pretty short on people, right? How do you make sure those guys don't get into foul trouble? I think against the Grizz, you know, you saw Jonas Valanciunas basically have a really good game and the Grizz just didn't have enough firepower other than him. But, you know, uh, if... It, Looney and Draymond got in a little more foul trouble than they did against the Grizz could be an issue, right? Because then who do you have to have come in and guard those guys? Like, you know, Juan can put in a shift, but it's not obviously the ideal matchup. They have Jordan Bell now too, but it's a lot to ask, right? So um, if they get into early foul trouble, I think that completely changes the dynamic of the game because it'll open up a lot of stuff for the Lakers. So lots of, you know, kind of game within the game matchups to watch as well which i think will be tricky just because when they have players of lebron and ad's caliber they can just take over the game um so we will see yeah i think ultimately i really do believe that this is going to end up coming down to uh, i think it's going to come down to bench play and it's also going to come down the warriors can't fall behind yeah. i want to say throughout this Absolutely. entire game I, like Obviously, when I'm saying that, I don't mean like three points or whatever, but if they fall around 10, because that I think my biggest concern is kind of starting the game off slow and then you let the Lakers get to that lead and then you're trying to fight to get it back. Yep. The Warriors can hold on to a lead going in, like, or going to the second quarter, whatever the chance is. That's going to be huge. The Lakers bench really does not worry me. I mean, Montrez Harrell, I honestly, when I've been watching Lakers, he doesn't seem like he's been that well i mean i know that you know he's gonna get his number as well but honestly i would say the person who scares me the most is probably gonna be kyle kuzma and it's gonna just have to be mm -hmm. honestly it's gonna probably be jta on him which i'm perfectly fine with but uh bench play is gonna be huge in this one and especially after watching the game against the grizzlies the other day i'm there i don't have a worry in the world about our bench also, the rotation that Steve Kerr's put together has been fantastic, and it's really made me question kind of when players are coming back. Like, when you have Ubre back, where does he go? Because I honestly like Mulder in his spot because he can score when he needs to. I wonder if Steve Kerr is going to make an adjustment tonight and maybe play Eric Paschal, uh, strictly because I'm just thinking about the Lakers' second unit, but I don't know if he's going to switch that up. I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, and you, you bring up a good point with Kuzma. I definitely think he could absolutely change the game if he starts hitting some threes, right? He gets hot. Right. It always seems like there's somebody on the other team that <laughs> manages to start draining threes, right? He's, he's one of those guys that you know, if we somehow let him get a few at the start, could be a huge problem throughout the game. Um, I think, like, Michael Porter Jr., when we played Denver – Yep. was really hot that one time, right? And it's just like you can't do anything because they're draining these completely open looks because you're sold out elsewhere. So um, limiting the threes, I think, will be huge. I think you touched on something else that I really think is super important is not letting them get a huge lead because um, the Lakers are so well coached. You know, LeBron is literally going to do everything in his power to not let you chip away at that big lead, right? He's He's just so good at controlling the game and the tempo that you know we can get a, we can get away with it against teams like the Pelicans and some of the some of the bottom bottom seeds like that but i think you know the lakers if you're down by 10 15 it just starts to seem 
insurmountable just because right. of how well they control the ball and obviously defensively they'll lock down a lot. So yeah, keeping it close. And if it's a close game in the fourth, hey, I, I like how the dubs have been playing recently. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I do think that this is going to be a game that we're going to see about 40 minutes for, for Steph. Honestly, I do think that. I I know that Steve Kerr put him in. I want to say, I don't know. I want to say it was a couple weeks back and he played Steph. I want to say maybe it was against the Wizards where they played Steph like around the eight minute mark and then he looked extremely tired at the end of that game. But watching yeah, yeah. played from like the nine minute mark or 930 with the Grizzlies on, he played extremely well. And honestly, that's, I want to say, why they won the game. Looking at, you know, the plan, because we do have both games coming up today. I really don't see a scenario where the Warriors and the Lakers don't make it into the playoffs because I don't think that either of them, if they lose tonight, are going to lose to the Spurs or the Grizzlies. I mean, anything could happen. It's like March Madness, one game, who really knows? But right. I just couldn't see both of them getting knocked out. With that being said, I do think that this game, the first playing game is kind of huge because I would rather go against the Grizzlies again than go against the Spurs because I feel the Spurs, honestly, I feel like that's the team that would give us the most trouble if we have to play on Friday. So with that being said, where's your head at if you thought of a situation and let's just say the Lakers win tonight because – they very easily could, especially because they're fully healthy right now. Who would you want to see on Friday if it comes down to that for the Warriors? Yeah, it's a good question. I would actually have to say the opposite. I would have to say the Spurs oh. simply because I don't love the idea of, even though we you know ended up beating the Grizzlies by a solid amount and Steph had a great game. I just don't love the idea of having to play them again in such a short period of time. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, the more you have to try to beat one team over and over, it just feels like it gets to be a little tougher, right? So feel like the Grizz could come out with, you know, some new lineups and figure right. out a better way to, to, to guard staff. You know, I mean, I think there was Dylan Brooks was obviously giving him a bit of difficulty before he fouled out and everything. Right. I, you know, and I think when I think back to the games we played against the Spurs, obviously that was when the, the dubs were really kind of scratching and clawing and trying to figure out what they were doing. So I feel like we are, a very different team from, you know, when we actually lost to the Spurs back then. Yeah. So I kind of like that matchup. But as you say, you know, I, I never like playing Popovich and especially Popovich Kerr matchup. Who knows what he brings out. So right. exactly. <laughs> it's uh, I, I would love to not play on Friday, but to me, the Spurs, I think we can, you know, match up a little better with them just considering the firepower that we seem to ha seem to now have. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that we have a couple of questions that were brought up to us, but I guess prior to that, I'm going to ask you something and it's kind of been something that we've been doing on the pod uh, the past couple of times. And that is just, if you were to say one player, not named Steph that has to show up a hundred percent tonight in order for the Warriors to win, who is that player for you and why? Um, Jordan Poole. I think he has been playing phenomenally recently and he's the guy that keeps that bench unit going uh, when Steph's out, right? So scoring-wise, I think we saw some great playmaking in the last couple of games. If he can keep the bench unit, you know, a push, not a negative, maybe even a plus, that'd be huge. If he can add in some super clutch threes that he's been making lately, that's even more, right? Because I think right. we need all the firepower we can get. Um, 
We know some guys kind of have a cap on how how many points they can score just because of the way that they play in the right. in the uh, in the system. I think Jordan Poole, hey, if we got 18, 20, that would be massive just in kind of keeping us in the mix, helping us keep the momentum, you know, having that second unit be a threat. And also, you know, closing the game too, right? Having a guy that's a a playmaker and a shooter on the floor is is huge. Yeah. That is, that's huge. I think the the player who has to have the biggest outcome not name Steph, I think it's going to have to be Wiggins based on what you were saying earlier. You can't really have him disappear mm-hmm. like this on both right. ends of the floor. And I know defensively, he really doesn't, like, I don't know. I feel like he's very consistent on the defensive end. That hasn't really ever changed to me. I know I continuously say the only time that I think he screwed up on the defensive end was when he fouled Bradley Beal when they played the first time <laughs> and he like, caused us to lose the game instead of just giving him the three. Um, but that's far behind us. But other than that, he's been extremely good defensively. Once again, this is a huge matchup for him defensively. Just looking at, you know, it's LeBron who he's probably going to be guarding. I don't see anybody else who's going to be on him just yep. knowing that Draymond's on Anthony Davis. So I think he's going to have to show up. He's going to have to be huge offensively. And I'm going to say if he can get above 25 points, that's huge. And I think yeah. that that's honestly something that if you could have him go for 25, Draymond go for 10 to 15, and you could have Steph go for like 35 to 45, I think that's that's huge. And that's all that you would really need with, you know, maybe 15 from pool off the bench or some here or, whatever the case right. is, but I definitely think that Wiggins has to play at a high volume in order for the Warriors to get a win tonight. Yeah. And I, I kind of get the feeling that this could end up being one of those games that is decided by the three ball, right? If, if Wiggins yep. can hit those open looks that, you know, he gets fairly often out of the corner or kind of, you know, at the top, um, at the top towards the wing, right. He, he's, he's getting a lot of those looks. If he can yeah, keep, he those, keep making those right, convert those. I think, that'll absolutely be huge just because the dubs have been shooting actually at a very, very good clip from three. And yeah. he's been, I think over 40% in the last 20 games. If he can keep that up, you know, open stuff up inside, takes a little pressure off Steph. And, you know, there's always feels like there's teams that are just making those open threes against the warriors. I think this is a night where we've got to be that team. That's just raining them down. Kind of like uh, we were a, th- a few games ago. So, right. Um, That'll be a big X factor for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, did you want to read off some of those questions that you got? Yeah. So first one, actually more of a Lakers question, but I think it's definitely a good good question for, for us as well. Uh-huh. Should Frank Vogel put uh, Alex Caruso on Steph all game over Dennis Schroeder? Or should, should he, he have kind of a deli situation where you know you've got somebody to go bother Steph every single time he's on the court and really work for those buckets that is that's a very good question honestly I want to say I guess it makes sense when you're looking at it defensively but the reason that I'm going to say no is because I like if you're looking at scoring wise you want Dennis out there over Caruso clearly Mm -hmm. and if you're if you're playing Steph 40 minutes sure you could get Caruso in there for 20 or whatever the so minutes, but you know, for the most part, you're not going to have him out there the entire game. I do understand on the defensive end, why it makes sense. But if the, but if the Lakers are planning on throwing doubles at him, I really don't think it matters which one of those guards is kind of out there because right. from what's being said, that kind of sounds like the game plan. 
Yeah, from the uh, the Lakers Instagram account giving us a little right. into their uh, planning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would I would say that that's definitely an interesting question, and and one thing that kind of colors my opinion on that is I saw that Schroeder still just kind of getting his conditioning back from being out for health and safety right. on on COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and all I've been seeing like in the last week or so are clips of Steph making his defender look really tired. I think there was one of Jamal Murray the other day yes, where like he's yes, trying to was. follow Steph around the court and just looks really annoyed. So. I think purely for giving Dennis a rest situation, we're probably going to see more Caruso um, than usual, simply because, you know, he's going to be running off the ball all the time like he does. And, you know, he's going to need a break. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, We'll see. Um, Another one we've got is, you know, what's the future for Steve Kerr if the dubs lose the play in? I don't think it's huge. I don't think that obviously to me, this, this game, like, yeah, it's the play in, in order to get to the playoffs. I don't think this is going to have any reflection on Steve Kerr strictly because I mean, look at what they're he's working with. And yes, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who says there's no talent on this roster right (laughs) now with who's healthy, because I disagree with that. But like you're missing clay you're missing your second overall pick in wiseman you're missing Ubre, who Ubre, i like i like him i like how he played at the start of the season towards the middle and end he wasn't playing that well he was just like mm-hmm. i don't know he didn't seem like he was playing with that same energy right but honestly i think that if it's a bad like tonight i don't think anything happens bad if the warriors win or if the warriors lose they're going to play friday if it's an embarrassing loss on Friday to one of either the Grizzlies or Spurs, not that I think anything would happen with Steve Kerr, but I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't know. From my personal standpoint, I think that Steve Kerr is job secure. He's a great coach. Um, I know that he's made some questionable choices throughout the year, but I mean, I don't think the play-in has anything really to do with that. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, you know, if you look at the last 10 game stretch of how he's had them clicking, I think that's, you know, where you have the case for he's actually overachieved with this roster, which I keep saying and which nobody really agrees with me. But I kind of uh, kind of think that he's actually done a really good job with the roster, um, especially given how far we've come this year. Like, think about going back to like Steph, you know, kind of yelling at the bench and stuff like that. Like back then, it seemed like we were destined to finishing like the bottom four or something. And now, you know, we beat Utah and, and Phoenix on back to back and everybody's playing well. So I think, you know, Steve will be here next year. If, if we can't win next year, that'll be an issue obviously, but uh, he's um, got them playing great basketball at the right time. And that's obviously all you can ask for. Yeah. The last thing that I'm going to say to piggyback off that is it's also that he's playing like they're playing great basketball with him coaching, knowing that they only have or, realistically like a couple like the past week they really only had like eight about eight available players <laughs> like right which were, is the craziest part yeah exactly and they were still able to go on that stretch and so honestly i like final thoughts on that is just that steve kerr's job is secure uh like you were saying next year that has a lot to do with it if you do get everybody back and everybody's healthy and you make a move or two in the off season, especially when you're getting these draft picks and then you have like a losing season where you don't make the playoffs. That's where things kind of get reevaluated. But for this year, for the rest of this year, next year, his job is secure. 
I would agree. And one, one last question from my side to kind of cap this off. Who do you think is going to be the biggest celebrity you see at the game? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Honestly, man, I'm really trying to think. I would say this is going to come out of left field. Maybe not really, but I would say Rihanna because I feel like she's always at LeBron's games. And I feel like that's just, I don't know. I feel like she's always there. Um, that was that was my first choice actually. Was it? I was think I was uh, thinking they had some interaction a few years back. I was like, no, this this could be a big Rihanna game. Yeah, I mean, it really depends if she's there. I mean, LeBron might go off for fifty. Who really knows? I mean, <laughs> it really all depends. But yeah, I think that's who I'm going to stick with. Biggest celebrity, I think that's that's where my head's at. I do think, however, there's going to be a lot of celebrities there because I think this is the biggest game that realistically for the NBA, I think they've had all year just because of the storyline with LeBron and Steph. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think it'll be, um, I don't know if you can consider him big, but he was just the first guy I thought of, but obviously Jack Nicholson, big. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a, it's going to be a very fun one. We're very excited. We got about four and a half hours until tip. And uh, hopefully Next time we're we're doing a pod, we're talking about, you know, the Warriors were able to win this game. And then because I know that if the if Steph can take down the Lakers tonight, oh, I can't wait to see Twitter because it's going to be going crazy. And I will be all aboard of that. <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. The fan art would be through the roof. I've already oh, seen some very, very intriguing fan art this week. Would, would love to see some uh some fan art if if we we do win this one, which you know, I think we have we've got it we've got a good chance. Anything can happen. It's NBA. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's going to be it to end the pod, and uh, let's go Dubs. Let's go Dubs.